0: Hello, you're very welcome to our third episode of Bookbirds. I'm Kira Garrity. And I'm Caroline Grace Cassidy.
1: Today we are going to be talking about The Country Girls, Edna O'Brien's classic that was published way back in 1960, even before I was born.
0: 1960, wow. And did she change the temper of Irish literature?
1: She certainly did. Edna O'Brien is an absolute tour de force. She's still alive and I kind of think she's just turned 90. 90. Not only did she put the two fingers up to the patriarchy, You know, the church, the state, everything. She just changed everything. But she's also put two fingers up to death. (laughs) You (laughs) know, she she does said, you're not (laughs) having me. But she is still incredibly fiercely intelligent, so articulate. I've heard her being interviewed only recently. She got a prize. She received a prize in France recently and uh, she's still so vibrant and she's still writing. Her Mm. last book was Girl, uh, which was set in Nigeria. She actually went to Nigeria twice to research the book as a writer. When I feel uh, disenchanted yeah. with, with my with my craft <laughs> and I feel tired and I feel like, oh, I, you know, what else am I going to say? Yeah. Uh, Edna O'Brien is the one the woman who I turn to the because I just two. think she like she's written over 24, 24. novels Genius. of fiction. She's worked she's written uh, works of nonfiction as well. She did a, a biography of James Joyce, mm-hmm. who she absolutely adores. She, 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 sure she calls him her master. Yeah. Um, and so she's she's just never stopped working no
0: it's incredible let's take it back to the beginning with her really and and where she sort of came from and you know this was a woman who was told that reading was Absolutely forbidden, you know. Forbidden, it was it was yeah. it was the thing that you just couldn't do, or her her
1: mother just thought it was the devil's work. It was the devil's work. Her mother saw literature and the written word as an act of deviancy, yeah. and as a result, there were absolutely no books, no, books. no certainly no novels in uh, the house where uh, Edna grew up. And she kind of had, had to resort to reading like the Bible, which yeah. she actually says the language and imagery in that, and and all those religious. Uh, Artifacts that yeah. she that she read, you know, the pamphlets and and uh, the prayer books yeah. that were been around the house, um, and, and you could actually see that in you, her writing. She 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 loves all that imagery. But um, and then the house was full of religious pictures. And mm-hmm. she says they were all, you know, it was when she thinks about them now, it's just blood. Yeah, they were yeah. so gory. They were so gory. You know, Christ nailed on the cross and the yeah. blood coming out of his hands and his feet. Uh, so that had a massive impact yeah. on her. But the very fact that she, here is this young girl growing up in the wilds of County Clare with no... Written word, no books, no novels. Yeah. There was one novel in the house, and it was Daphne du Maurier's uh, Rebecca. Yeah. So that was it. But she said that the pages, you know, there were some pages missing, yeah. so she didn't read. You get chrono- page
0: two one day and page one hundred and six yeah. the next so day. So she didn't something. read it in
1: chronological order. Wow. But that's all she had. No.
0: And this is what amazes me. You know, to me as a writer, I, I think it's because I was a reader. You know, I think the more you read, the more you sort of get into the rhythm and the pattern of writing. She never had that. Never. So you know, she had to just. Completely do all this From her imagination Like literally her own imagination No references Apart from like you're saying The Bible or or, you know Stuff like that So it
1: was quite incredible It's unbelievable And that's what makes me know For a fact that Edna O'Brien Is the real deal Yeah You know there's something innate Mm -hmm. About her writing And and she just She couldn't have done anything else No
0: and then also we'll, we'll, We'll talk on top of that The fact that You know she couldn't have done anything else Yet it was completely and utterly frowned upon By her mother and everyone else Then she when she gets married, I'm, I'm skipping forward a bit now, but again, it's, you know, she's told that this is, the, you know, that she shouldn't be a writer and, you know, she's trying to lock herself away and, and, and sort of do it with, with, you know, trying to be a mother and stuff like that yeah. as well. So it's it always what I'm trying to say is to fight against something that you know you should be doing is a very difficult thing you Yeah, because everybody is trying to put boulders in your way or it'd be easier if she, she you know she could have taken the easy way and said I'm just not going to do this it's too much like hard work
1: yeah but she just never she never gave up on no, her dreams like you're saying
0: because it was just part of her I think
1: she wrote her first uh, novel when she was nine <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> she said she wrote in these little notebooks and it was like this little fantasy novel um, but she can't find it and oh. I just think oh my god imagine if we found it now imagine. that imagine would that would auction for a hell of a lot of money yeah
0: yeah so she uh, yeah so obviously you know against all the the trials and tribulations the country girls was the the first actual novel that she
1: got down yeah because what happened to her was she wanted to be a novelist but obviously she wasn't allowed to be by society and by her parents so off she went to Dublin to work in a pharmacy mm-hmm. she says that's how she learned how to cook she still had to um, you know make up all of the medicines yeah. and stuff so that's she said she learned how to make nice sauces you know? and <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, making suppositories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She like, um, <laughs>
1: So she uh, she met a guy in Dublin and then they eloped. And obviously there was a massive outcry from her family and from her local community. And uh, so her father, mother, brother, they all came. And I think maybe some a parish priest or something came over um, to try. And I don't know what they were actually yeah. hoping to achieve. But Edna ended up staying in London. She met Ernest Gabler. Um, she married him. Who was a
0: writer as well, wasn't a, he? He was
1: a writer. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if he's the guy she eloped with or if she met Ernest when she went to London. I'm not sure about that. Mm. But uh, she met and married Ernest and he was a writer. And I think he, you know, said he loved her, but he was very, very jealous of her. He did not like the fact that she was a better mm. writer yeah. than him. She had two boys in quick succession. And then she was approached by an American publisher and an English pu- publisher. Mm. Between the two of them, they gave her this the princely sum of 50 pounds. How would they have heard about her then? Though I think she was reading for publishing houses. She was reviewing. Uh-huh. So she was involved. So they, they knew of her right. um, and uh, they obviously knew she wanted to write something. So they threw 50 quid at her between the two of them. So 25 mm. each, I guess. <laughs> She says she spent it immediately, (laughs) which I get the impression that she's not great with money and that she just, uh, but she loves the finer things in life. Like she loves champagne. Yes, crystal
0: champagne, if you don't mind.
1: Um, So she spent it immediately on um, presents for the boys. And then she decided she would buy a sewing machine because Mm. she thought her husband would like the fact that she had, you know, this instrument of domesticity, I think.
0: A wifely thing (laughs) to do. A wifely thing to do. I'm not sure she
1: knew how to use it. No. But then, and this is the bit that I think all writers uh, absolutely envy this ability and you hear about it very rarely, but uh, it just makes such great folklore. She sat down to write The Country Girls and three weeks later, she was finished. (sighs) It is mad, isn't it? Three
0: weeks because literally it's like a painting, this book. It's just so beautifully written. You think it would take years to write it. Yeah. Like that's the amazing thing. You know, you have this image when she's trying to write the book and... It's just the kids knocking on the door all the time. Yeah. You know, like, mommy, you know, are you still doing it? And I don't know. Something struck me about that. That you know, the husband, you know, could have easily taken the boys away for the day, or do so. It was against all the odds, yeah. all the time. You know, there was never anybody on her side saying, "You're really talented. Sit down and write your novel." You know, there was always that feeling that the world was against her. No
1: matter what the obstacles, she just kept on yeah. going. I mean, that kind of resilience, like you can't buy it. If you could bottle no, it off, no. it would be amazing. And,
0: and you also feel you get the sense now, obviously we're saying that she's ninety, that it's been much more to her than just a job, right? Then, you know, that I think a lot of writers would probably say that. But you know, she does often mention that you know writers are anxious people you know and that you know all these things I'm kind of thinking what really are we you know because she has a very profound image of what writers are I think and
1: that they have this quest and this need to be heard and to be listened to so she finished The Country Girls in three weeks she sent it in obviously they adored it I'm not sure how much editing or anything needed to be done Mm. she says it was like just this act of you know, almost subconscious. Yeah. yeah know, doesn't she
0: say she woke up in the middle of the night and sat bolt upright in yeah. bed and
1: had the, the
0: opening lines in her head like they were literally just there?
1: My theory is that there was so much repression in her childhood, mm. you know, and she did have, she has spoken about how harsh her childhood was. Yeah. Her father was a horse trainer. Yeah. So he spent a lot of time breaking horses. Mm-hmm. And basically you have to break a horse's spirit. And that's how you, you train a it's horse. True. And I think that he brought that aspect of himself into the home yeah. where Edna lived with her mother and her brother. I don't know if she's other siblings, but um, so, you know, everybody was was kind of bowed by his personality and yeah. uh, everyone had to kind of creep around him, make sure he was OK. He was a As well, Mm. very like the dad in the Country Country Girls, Girls. which Edna has said. I mean, it is very much autobiographical. You know, she says it's not a memoir; it is a novel, um, but it's very much based on her experience. And I think um, that she she says that even though there were no books in her home and literature was frowned upon and even feared, in fact, feared. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, but she had this interior life, and it was so rich Mm. and. Right, so f- kind of fantastical, and that's how she coped with her, you know, the harshness of her childhood. Mm-hmm. And I think that is that that that's where she gets her her writer's mind is is born right For there, and yeah. it has managed to sustain her. Because uh, I
0: suppose you're playing a part as a child, you know, in that environment of, you know, with a father who, like you say, had an inner rage from what he did, I think. And then you throw drink on top of that. So you're performing around somebody like that. Or you're you're on eggshells. Or you're, you know, you're you can't really be yourself because you're afraid to poke the beast almost. Yeah. But you even know?
1: though she must have been afraid and not just of her father, but, you know, in school it was. It was all very draconian and, and it was an incredibly conservative Catholic society. Yeah. Um, and everybody, you know, nobody was really talking about anything that was going on behind closed doors. Yeah. Everybody was, be, was you know, behaving themselves, going to mass every Sunday, going up to receive, yeah. going to confession, um, you know, and, and, and that had a massive impact on her. But in spite of all of that, and she was sent to a convent school yeah. and the Sisters nuns were very strict. Um, in spite of all that she um, you know she, she's she's subversive yeah, you know yeah. she's still t- and I, I know she probably felt at that stage when she was writing The Country Girls she was over in London and maybe she had that sort of distance from yes, Claire yeah. so maybe she felt emboldened yeah. by that but there was some there's a streak of some absolute you know revolutionary ness yeah oh <laughs> totally you know but
0: I do think you know it's got, we, we touched on Joyce there you were saying like her. she was obsessed with Joyce, you know, and I think there's that, you know, sort of it's a funny paradox between Joyce and um, herself that as harsh as Ireland was on them and as, as much as they sort of had so many negative experiences, their writing, you know, it's it's so beautiful about Ireland, even on the backdrop of such destruction and, you know, the The opening of The Country Girls When her dad comes in You know drunk And he just punches her under the chin Like all the way through I think her career And you know Even now at 90 You still feel that absolute love For, for Ireland And yeah. you know She's very much into the classical You know classical music Which she would never have heard Again growing up You know so there's There's so much Not of Ireland about her But yet so much of Ireland about
1: her Yeah and she uh, does say that You know that yeah. she That she does have this love for Ireland Which when you consider how we treated her oh my god how we treated <laughs> yeah. her and how the book was treated yeah. and uh at the time when it was when when it first came out it was such a scandal scandal her yeah. book was banned burnt wasn't it burnt. burned it. in some uh parishes it was burned and uh it, it was scandalous
0: it was terrible i mean you look at it now i mean i know again we list something and she was just so Tortured by how it was received, like just couldn't, and then starts questioning herself, going, "Oh my God, have I written something appalling? And you know, have I been awful to you know the people I grew up with, my family? Like re- yeah. questioning, you know, your own work like that." But and
1: really, I mean, all she actually did was yeah. tell the truth. I know, which yeah. she says as a writer, that's that that is your job, you know, to tell the truth uh, to tell the truth. And if you write in a true way, and uh, that that will sing off the page, and the country girl sings off the page, yeah. and it is filled with truth. And when I read it. I was actually was just, in my 30s when yeah. I read it so I wasn't young um, That's young and, Well now it feels very young but um, you know I wasn't a teenager yeah. or anything so I and I, I'd heard you know the myth I suppose of the country mm. girls so I was expecting this really racy it was going to be like another Lolita it was yeah. just going to be like crazy sexy oh. and oh my god the innocence I mean it's partly innocent because it's told in through the voice of, of Kate yeah. and she's 14 when we meet her and yeah. um, uh, so it's told through her uh, from her point of view. Yeah. So, so it the has innocence, that does come, childhood, yeah, that yeah. beautiful innocence to it. Um, but really, um, there there's actually no sex in the book. No. Now there's some lovely scenes. There's you know there are, there are some scenes where one scene where she's naked with yeah, a man. Yeah. Um, one scene where her and Baba take off their knickers and tickle each other so we're not quite <laughs> sure what happened there go girls yeah. then she, there's a few kisses with uh, Cynthia in the boarding school yeah. uh, but really I, really I remember reading it and going wait hang on but yeah. I mean obviously you've got to transport yourself back to 1960s yeah. Ireland you've got Devil Era you've got Bishop McQuaid yeah. you know the Irish Women's Liberation Movement was, was uh, 10 year, 11 years <sighs> away yeah. at yeah. this stage so um, you've got Conservative Catholic Ireland mm-hmm. Um, and its th- and this book, <laughs> yeah. this book was basically Edna. You know, she 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 got the grenade and and yeah. like she threw yeah. it yeah. right yeah. in the middle, right up the aisle of right the church. The aisle. <laughs> but even like you say,
0: like when I remember reading it the first time, and thinking, you know, I would have been around the, you know, I think the Thornbirds was one I'd read under the bed, so I thought maybe well, you yeah. know we've heard about this as well. But what's fascinating is. Yeah, you know, I went. Oh, this is. Hmm, what? Why is this band? There's nothing in this. But what I didn't register with me, or what I didn't see at the time, I was probably about twenty-one or twenty-two. Was the grooming in it and the, the just the way women were treated and looked at as pieces of yeah. meat. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, it really was as bad as it got then I think you know for women and and how
1: it wasn't were. a great time to be a woman no it really wasn't but I think what actually is subversive about this book that Irish people and the Irish state and, and uh, the Catholic Church did not like was basically from the very first sentence you know in the very yeah. first sentence yeah. we get the fact that you know uh, Kate the main character her dad has not come home again yeah. so here she is this young girl and she is uh, you know telling us things that we know mm-hmm. but you are not supposed to talk about because what happens in 1960 Ireland behind closed doors stays, stays there yeah, absolutely. because wh- what is most important in our society at that time is the veneer of respectability mm-hmm. and here was this you know young upstart of a woman yeah. writer not just a writer, writer but a woman writer daring to you know hang out Ireland's dirty, dirty laundry ra- yeah. in public and especially over in London you know because that's yeah. just got layers yes. right there you know because she has escaped from Ireland really yeah. and here she is she's flourishing in London she's writing yeah. she's getting paid to write her dream that was that Ireland tried to squash yeah. out of her you know it tried to just uh, Put her her back in her place, you know, Um, and and she went and she did it anyway. Yeah.
0: And you know what it strikes you as well is that there was nothing scandalous about how she was trying to write that book in her head. You know, it was I think she was just recounting what she'd experienced, you know. So there was. So that's what makes me laugh with such an uproar. And like you're saying, it's because shut up, don't be telling people what, you know, what goes on and how everything was hidden you know everything was just not spoken about when you went outside your door you closed your door and that was it yeah
1: should we do a bit of a recap of the book yes okay The Country Girls for anyone who has not read it but I'm sure everyone has read it at yeah. this stage but it's definitely worth a reread it's, it's one of those books and it's a classic mm-hmm. um, and for very obvious reasons you can read it in 2021 enjoy it just as much mm-hmm. as anyone who read it back in 1960 would yes. have like my mother remembers when she was in school in uh, Monaghan, uh, in boarding school, and she remembers that like, the country girls getting passed around, really? yeah, and read absolutely, you know, in secret. The country girls is such a part of, of, our, of our history really. and our growth I yeah. Say, yeah. And, yeah. and our development and all yeah. that it really, it really has sustained throughout but basically what the book is it, it's a very simple story it's a yeah. small book mm-hmm. it's one of a trilogy yeah. followed by uh, the lonely girl and girls in their married bliss mm-hmm. and the fact that Edna uses the word girls as <laughs> yeah. well um, even though at the end of the country girls uh, Kate and Baba are 18, 18 so they're not really girls anymore mm. but they're still the country girls and um, then in the in the sequels, the two sequels, um, the girl, the word girl is still very much in the the title, yeah. you know, so it's there. Yeah. And you know, Baba during the book says, you know, um they're dressing up or something they're going out and they're trying to appear like she she says, could we get away with looking like females? Well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't call them women like she's females, because they see themselves very much as girls yeah. in the book. So basically the book opens, and um, we've got uh, Kate and mm. Baba they're friends mm. of sorts <laughs> yeah. even though it's a pretty frenemies tox- in this day yeah, and age frenemies uh, it's a pretty toxic relationship uh, and it's a very unequal relationship mm. and um, basically it tells a story of the two of them growing up in this small town in Clare um, and then they go to boarding school together and then they get expelled mm-hmm. and then they ha- go to Dublin for the you know the bright lights yeah. um, and the excitement of Dublin and that's where we leave them um, at the end of the novel. Now the, the sequels go on they both move to England in the sequels and they get married and they kind of realize that uh, the dreams that they had for their lives aren't, uh, may not, may have been a little overblown Yes, yes. <laughs> as disappointment and resentment settles in. Yeah. But we won't talk about the <laughs> other two books. We're just totally going to focus. Yeah. On the country girls,
0: yeah, and like you say, you know, I do think it is the simplest of stories. In in, you know, and how it's told, it's you know, two young girls growing up and experiencing what we all do—the different stages of your life, you know. So it's simple in that, but you know, the darkness starts at the very, very beginning of the book, like you said, where she's terrified for her alcoholic father to come home. Now that will resonate with you know (laughs) millions of people. Yes, it is a
1: very universal. It's such a
0: universal theme,
1: but, but immediately. From from page one, I the tension is set yeah. and you're sitting, you're reading it with your shoulders up around yeah. your ears. And yeah. you're worried. Yes. Oh, because worried. Kate's voice. And I think that's what also makes it such a classic. It's, it's the voice of the main character. It's such a gentle, yeah. innocent yeah. voice. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so fearful for her at so all times. So fearful. Yeah. You know, and then this drunk, alcoholic, you know, Bully. violent mm. dad, mm. the mother is a complete martyr to him. And that, again, it was very much a, a team back yeah, then, and yeah. uh, you know, and um, the mother kind of keeps it all Going together keeps the best foot forward, you know, the best face out for the neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Everyone knows that your husband is a complete and utter, sure, you know, hopeless yeah. alcoholic and violent, yeah. but let's never ever mention mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and we'll all just march on, we'll sally along. So they live on this farm, and yeah. it's a it sounds like it's seen a better days. Yes, uh, we don't get too many details about whose farm it is. I kind of imagine that it's the mother's that she inherited mm. from her parents. No, I don't know why I think that, and um, but. Um, Uh, but you know the the dad he's no farmer no Uh, he's a horse trainer and he's run the farm into the ground he sold off parcels of the land to pay for his gambling debts and if it wasn't for the presence of Hickey Hickey. who's the farm hand uh, it sounds like her her, uh, Kate and her mother would be absolutely destitute
0: absolutely and it doesn't sound like Hickey ever got paid really you know oh he was sort God. of like he was owed so much money and but you just got the sense that A Hickey loved the land and he loved yep. his job and he also really looked out for Kate you know he I think he genuinely was, did
1: and he seems to be quite an innocent sort of a character like he unlike most of the men yeah. in the book um, he never seemed to have any designs on Kate although there is a reference yeah, a in few, the book to yeah, isn't there yeah, Kate's yeah, he mother. He wanted
0: a birdie off for a birdie all the time, which was a kiss, which yeah. he didn't like. He tried to get the birdies, and there was another reference to him smacking her on the bum, you know. But but nothing as 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 can I use the word gross as it moves on when we get to Mr. <laughs> Gentleman and that you know a Hickey just seemed to be yeah, we can put up with the Hickeys of the world we can put you up know, with the Hickeys of the world because yeah. apart
1: from the Hickeys of the world we have Kate has to contend with uh, Jack Holland is it yes um, and he's an older man we don't know what age he is but he's, he's, he's a proper adult man yeah. he lives with his mammy yes and she's ancient and she's she's really bad around fires <laughs> <laughs> she sets her foot on fire <laughs> she's dying in the
0: parlor like, she's dying know, in, in the, the parlor like, like,
1: is she actually dead Yes. at some I, I don't know but he's just gross isn't he he's Jack absolutely Holland, yeah. gross but he it's the sense of entitlement mm. these old, old men, shuffling yeah. like hideous yeah, yeah. <laughs> men uh, think that uh, a young girl yeah. like Kate would be Remotely interested in them, yeah. and then they never seem to stop and think about is this appropriate? I know, yeah.
0: Like, is like you know, you can just tell what what the way she speaks him that he makes her skin crawl. <laughs> like you know, he's just so disgusting, feeling her face, sweaty hands on her face, and everything. You know yeah. the way, but like I think you know because he had the shop. Immediately he thinks, well, there's going to be a row of them lined up outside because I have the shop. Yeah, and then I think. In whatever way Her dad was gambling That he um, Ended up with the land And with the farm So yeah. he had another sense That oh well you know I'll bring you back To where you were And yeah. you
1: know We'll get on with our lives Yeah I'll get um, in the house And the land So I might as well Get the girl get as well Get the girl
0: in as well Yeah, yeah. And so, she talks about When they go to see a play At the very beginning of the book The local lads Would just be at the back of the I must have been in a ballroom Or wherever it was But you I think it
1: was more like A parish hall parish hall <laughs> A ball ballroom room. <laughs> That'd be
0: lovely. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, parish hall, quite right. But you, you know, she says this sort of, you know, they'd all make comments or not, not even whistle, but you know, you knew they are the lighter they didn't yeah. by what they'd say obviously well. they were like yeah
1: they're basically sitting at the back of the hall and they might as well have placards with one out of yeah, ten yeah. and they're holding them up as these gorgeous young girls yeah, yeah. are walking up the, the centre aisle um, as if as you know if that they have any right or know. you know but there's this massive sense of male entitlement and you can see it there totally and but the women also when just, women
0: were brought up to think well he's make sure he's got what you need rather than let's just fall in love yeah. there was a huge sense of You had to have security meant more than anything else. Well, of course, because
1: like back then, women couldn't work after they got married. So you're literally you're in thrall uh, to this man sexually and financially and emotionally in every way so you you had to choose wisely and uh, it had to be a very practical decision but in spite of all of this Kate is uh, our narrator is she just longs for you know romance Mm -hmm. and she just has this otherworldly view of you know love and relationships she wants to fall in love she wants to be swept off her feet and enter into this uh, scene very conveniently comes Mr. Gentleman Mr. Gentleman
0: <laughs> oh my well, god but we, well, we don't well. know
1: We just don't know What Let's age he is Let's dissect Mr. Gentleman Let's talk about Mr. Gentleman I mean he is just We don't know what age he is We're told mm. he has grey hair Yeah We don't know what he does For a living So he, maybe he's retired mm. But I don't think he's that old Or maybe he's kind of Got old family money
0: Yes
1: um, He's married his wife is you know she uh, back in the day you'd, you'd say you know she's she's on her nerves she's on her nerves um, and he sort of exudes this air of of worldliness of culture sophistication and kate just falls in love with him
0: well i ha- she has um you know there is that sense that he's just so different you know there's nothing that she's been experienced before so he lives in this big house obviously yes um you know and i know she she describes of smelling of you know it smells of spices and yes. you know he had venison and you know there's all these kind of really exotic things yeah so you know, I think any young girl probably would be enthralled by that. Yeah, now, he's you know, a romantic hero. He's the romantic hero, but I do, you know, there is the sense that you know, in the very first time she mentions him, that she does get the butterflies. Yeah, you know, she does get the, the tingly fingers and all that. No, so. but I
1: think she genuinely falls in love with him. But it's a schoolgirl crush. It's a schoolgirl crush, and it, I suppose he represents for her everything that is, you know, forbidden, everything that is strange and different from the world that she's grown up in. That she is so desperate to escape um, his name his surname is actually de Maurier but the locals can't pronounce the name so they everybody calls him Mr. Gentleman Mr. Gentleman yeah.
0: you know so she has a little bit here you know um, when she's closing the gate you know, of the house and uh, you know she knows what he's going to do in there he's going to drink elegant glasses of sherry play chess eat soufflés and roast <laughs> venison you know it's so I mean nothing it's complete it's like a dream for
1: her oh my the, this god sort like basically <laughs> what they eat like Hickey runs after the chickens and and kills one let's talk a little bit about the relationship between Kate and, and Baba yes. because you know it, it is very toxic and I suppose as as women you can look back at your teenage self and we've all had those you mm-hmm. know toxic friendships mm-hmm. in our teenage years yeah. and Baba is you know she sees herself as a cut above yes, Kate because totally. she is the daughter of the vet
0: yes which would be high society right? very high
1: society and whereas you know obviously Kate comes from much more humble Mm -hmm. uh, beginnings certainly in terms of uh, on a monetary level and then just family stability and respectability yeah Uh, so Baba had yes so she had
0: that sort of she had that on Kate I suppose that she had a father who was a vet and you know you know she you know there was a sense of I'm better than you. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But in fact, uh, Baba's mother, Martha, she is, you know, she's considered fast in the town because she wears, I thought this was hilarious, she wears a black suit with nothing under the jacket only a brow which was
0: fucking magic. Oh my god like, like I
1: actually can't believe it I wow. mean I go Martha and then she's got this kind of blue black hair loads it. Yeah. so she piles it on top of her head yeah. and she wears lots of makeup but then down she goes on her own to the local hotel where she engages in the company of you know the travelling sales person yeah um, and she sits up at the bar and uh, she just wants to be entertained and she really is I mean she's so, you can see where Bella gets it from yes you know this sort of larger than life character who doesn't really care all that much what people think about no. her. And Martha's a big drinker as well. She yes, drinks a Yes, She home. does, yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, but we're, you know, she's never she's never um identified as a problem drinker or anything. No. She's just uh, in, in the way that the men mm-hmm. would would fall yeah. much more easily into that category. Yeah. Um but yeah so Baba and uh, kind of taunts Kate, yes. doesn't she?
0: Yes she does. And so just on Martha as well I think we were discussing earlier it's the first ever reference to the menopause I think in, in in a work of fiction you know they start to talk about oh Baba says you know her, Martha's going through the change and Kate says you know I don't know what that is but just that you can't have any more babies yeah. you know but and I,
1: I think it was completely forbidden in Ireland to mention to, to say that word out loud before much before kind of 1982 yeah you know, oh, so this is 1960 and wow. here's this woman writer sticking it down on the page yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. not allowed not allowed to say that but so so Baba yeah then again so you know I think we get the very beginning, when we see Baba coming along, I think Kate has picked flowers for the school teacher, and she has them. And Baba kind of comes along on her bike and whips them out of her hand, oh, yeah. and claims them as her own. And then she calls her constantly, calls her name, Egypt, and you know, puts. You're her. A down right, looking you're a right looking Egypt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and oh. says really horrible things to her. She you know, really but, really does. But, but you gotta get the sense that Baba is kind of. Very much drawn to Kate as well. For whatever reason, I don't well, know, because I, I don't she probably could have had her pick.
1: Well, maybe, but I don't think there was a massive amount of, of choice. You know, you don't, you don't. Well, I suppose there's no other young people are Girl. written about. No mm, other girls written no. about only only these two. They had a massive impact on each other. Yeah. For, and actually,
0: sorry, because when there is the talk about the kissing with uh, Cynthia, is it?
1: In the boarding school. In the
0: boarding school. It's the first time that... Um, Kate says after I was finally free from Baba, yes. you know, there was that sense that I have somebody else now, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't actually need you. Yeah. But I suppose you're right. There was that sense that they needed each other. Because well, I
1: suppose. OK, so what happens in the book is um, pretty shortly after it opens um, Kate's mother dies yes. she drowns yeah. she's actually running away to her sisters away from the dad and away from her life which is actually horrific because so she was um, just leaving her was she? Well I don't know if it was a temporary thing or permanent but we're not mm. told mm. but it's kind of horrific because uh, Kate adores her mother yeah. she really really does she says she thinks she's the most beautiful woman in the whole town like and you can just they, 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 regard, they share a lovely bond but the mother just doesn't happen to be she just can't cope with and she with says early life. on,
0: all my fear, you know, all uh, my, my waking nightmares that my mother would die of cancer because two women in the town had died of cancer. So you're right. There was that, that, uh, you know when you're a child yeah, and you don't and she, want to she's it she's your She's an anxious
1: child you know mm. she she lives a very unpredictable yeah. uh, existence so she is an anxious child and so for this anxious child to suddenly be motherless and then what happens is is that Baba's uh, family take her in. Yeah. So you see Baba has that over her as well. As well. Like we're rescuing you. Mm-hmm. We're we're sorting your life out you know we're kind of in charge and we're in control. Also we have way more money than you. Yeah. Uh, Baba kind of taunts her with that mm. and when they go to um, the convent boarding school. They're not
0: speaking even when They go there. They've had a a big fight.
1: But basically, um, Baba uh, goes because her family can afford to pay for her to go. Baba is not the brightest. And but of course, Kate, who's really, really smart, gets a scholarship. But even that is leveled against her by Baba. You know, and you see that snobbery uh, and those lines of demarcation in society. You know, my family can afford to pay for me to go here and Kate makes sure that she tells all of her her the fellow students that she is a scholarship girl before Baba gets a chance to. Jeez. and Baba probably would
0: have. <laughs> I think Baba's <laughs> just that kind of girl. Yeah, I mean that's it's a, so it's such a strange relation, but I do think um, that Kate comes to. She she gets the better of Bab I think, and obviously it's when this other girl, Cynthia, comes along and and there's all that. Cynthia
1: is so funny because she's she's also another exotic creature, and yeah. all the exotic creatures in this novel are not Irish. No, <laughs> yeah. So Cynthia's mother is Swedish. Yes. So she has that air of, you know, exoticism and, and mystery about her, and also they're converts. Yes. So they're not so traditional not. Catholics who yeah. so they've converted. Um and then there's also some talk in the book about Protestant. He was Protestant, but nice. <laughs>
0: Hashtag just saying
1: You know because literally In 1960 Ireland Everybody is white Yes Everybody is Catholic Yeah Um, Everybody is either Working class Or clawing their way Up into the middle classes You know Trying to better themselves As they see it Yeah Yeah Um, So then enter You know Cynthia Yeah And um, so yeah There's a lot of kissing Between What was that about really Well I guess it was Kind of experimentation They're teenagers Mm. And there's no boys Yeah um, Because really Kate just wants to, you know, continue her relationship with Mr. as she Mm. sees it with Mr. Gentleman. yeah. Um, Because
0: I know there's a stage where Kate gives Baba her mum's ring, which is a really, like, God, you want it, that would have meant so much to give a ring. And then Baba goes and gives it to that girl, Cynthia, you know, just to get another sort of one. I mean, that's just so... God, that was the height of meanness, from Baba. The like height of meanness. But then they are kids. I know. You know, yeah, and there is forget. that
1: jealousy between them. Yeah. You know, and certainly mostly on Baba's part. Yes. Yeah. Know? And also, Baba just she's quite irreverent. Yeah. You know, whereas Caius is sort of quite holy. Yeah. And uh, pious. Yeah. And she totally believes in like she she she
0: wants to lead a good life. Yeah. If she sees. She it. kind of
1: confuses faith with fear. I mean, and there was a huge amount of fear back then. Mm. Uh, you know, entwined in your Catholic. Mm. You know, Mm. beliefs, I suppose. but uh, but Baba doesn't have that she's no. much more free spirited yeah. and Edna when she's talking about this book she says you know Baba she she wishes she could have been more like Baba I mean yeah. I, I think Edna O'Brien was, was one of the bravest and fiercest women that I know um, but she, but even she says you know she yeah. was more of a Kate character but Baba was you know she would use the, the bad words and yeah. she didn't really seem to have that same fear of you know premarital sex yeah. no, or she, didn't. she had a sense of adventure yeah. and she was so cute Curious about the world, yes. and yeah. she thought it was—you know—she felt entitled to, you know, go to Dublin and um, engage in these relationships with with men. Yeah, um, that's and the main reason she wanted to go to she Dublin. The was was bright lights, big city. Yeah, um, go on dates, go dancing, have sex with men yeah. but way before she was married. She's living her, life. Living life. Yeah, but um, very much before her time. Very much
0: before her time. I mean, yes, absolutely. I mean, she kind of reminded me of to remember that English film with Emily Lloyd years ago, um, Wish You Were Here, and she'd be going up your bum to people, but it was this kind of, and again, it was, was 60s England, but that kind of idea that young girls just wanted to have fun. What now? Yes. You, know, you want to have sex and you want to dance and you want to drink. <laughs> you know, there's all that, all that sort of stuff. So the relationship takes them then. So they're in
1: school now. It's horrific. Oh, my God. It's mm-hmm. so lonely. Mm-hmm. And ba- basically, Kate, every night she says, you know, in the dormitory, all you can hear is the sound of crying yeah. and eating. And eating, <laughs> people munching. Yeah.
0: But Baba really struggles. She did. In does. school, I think, you know, the greyness and the, the, you know, yeah. just the, I mean, I went to a Sisters of Mercy College school, you know, you kind of, yeah. it was that, you know. Oh, and yeah, I, I went
1: to a conference 30 school as years well.
0: later, it was still the same. But if you have any kind of colourful want in your life, you, you know, that kind of schooling really suppresses that. Yeah. And yet, the, like the idea of girls just all bundled into these dorms and yeah. trying and then, to sneak a you know, a biscuit and oh, yeah, the, food the food was awful. Is so
1: just disc- Disgusting. Oh. And the way she describes the food is brilliant. Yeah. But like it would actually make you kind of slightly throw up in your mouth when yeah. you're eating it because the meat is it's basically all gristle oh. and it's it's a it's a grey colour and no one has any idea like what animal even it comes no, from. No, no.
0: And then they check if you've eaten it as well which is the worst thing to be I'm made to stuff something down. Oh. So they
1: wrap their food, their their grisly meat up in their little hankies and then they're, they're frog marched around the duck pond, you know, their yeah. prescribed walk every day for yeah. their fresh air. And uh, they, just all fling the their, their napkins Int. with the horrible food <laughs> into the pond. I <laughs> oh love them. And it just it's cold. Yeah, It's grey as yeah. you say. It's just miserable. And Baba I think is quite depressed during this period. Yeah for sure. Yeah. You know you can really see the depression of her of her very flamboyant yeah. personality. Yeah. And so and she sh- persuades uh, Kate. Yeah. And um, she's angry at
0: Kate because Kate is actually the highest achiever in the class yeah, I think it's
1: kind of almost enjoying it but you see there's such security there for Kate yeah, that she doesn't have at home
0: exactly it's like a life away from that the dad yeah, and, and you the know. dread
1: of him yeah. coming back and her hiding from yeah. him, like the scenes where he comes back and she's upstairs and she's wondering how the hell she's she going to get out and mm-hmm. and it's really like it's filled with menace those scenes oh. and you're, you really feel that for her that he's not just going to beat her but he could kill could her, kill her. Right? oh
0: totally like I said when the book opens and you know you know the first thing we sort of, When we meet him He punches her in the face You know like So immediately you're thinking He could kill
1: her Yeah, yeah and so she's I mean, just this Now she's quite tall But she gets tall in second school But she's this really skinny Scrawny mm. Pale you know she's undernourished, yeah. I'd say, and uh, so she's she's so so vulnerable. So I think she responds quite well to the boarding school yeah. regime.
0: Yes, I do too. And I, I kind of think if it wasn't for Baba, she would have probably <laughs> gone through it all. And kind of remember Baba says something like, "Oh, you open the door for the nuns." And It's kind of goes, shit. I didn't want her to cop that. I do that. Yes. So she did have a different respect, I yeah. think, for what where she was, and like you say, because it was scholarship and everything. Yes. Whereas Baba, like anything else, was just like, "I'm out of here." Let Let's go. I am
1: so bored yes. she's very low boarding threshold yes. Baba yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think like and her, Kate's work ethic and her her smarts in yes. school like her intellect yeah. is really appreciated by the nuns yeah. and she really thrives in that yeah. environment well thrives as far as she can but yeah. it, it, certainly intellectually she does yeah. Yeah. you know because for, so here her her smarts are actually being appreciated yeah. Baba doesn't have any so smarts. Baba
0: wants out well
1: Baba has street smarts mm, by mm, the bucket load yeah. in a way that Kate doesn't Exactly. She's this little innocent abroad. But Baba's not intellectual at no. all. Like she just wants fun, yeah. she wants dance. She yeah. wants, she wants guys. to live life. She wants to live life. Yeah. So yeah. she persuades uh, Kate to uh, to get themselves expelled.
0: Yeah. I, mean, I can't believe she persuaded her to do this. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> well, she
1: she is a massive influence on yes. Kate's life. You know, she she really is the ringleader yeah. in this relationship. So um I mean it's it's really horrific what they do, especially given the times that they live in. But yeah. basically, um Kate's favourite nun, I can't remember her name. Yeah, Sister Margaret, Sister is it? Margaret or something. They write something lewd about Sister Margaret and um, the priest. <laughs> 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 He's sticking his big yes. thing. I think Sister Margaret's actually reading it out and that's where she gets, that's in the sentence before she realises what exact, where this is going. And she is absolutely <sighs> apoplectic.
0: Do do imagine. So
1: the two of them are expelled
0: jeez I mean the shame of that I would have been
1: that's why I can't believe that Baba actually talked her into it
0: but anyway they do get expelled yeah
1: I don't even think Baba cares and off they go to Dublin then which is basically all Baba wants
0: they did have jobs to go to didn't they get jobs yeah she um,
1: Baba's going off to some kind of like sectarial college like commercial college or something to learn how to type and take shorthand and whereas and and that's where I suppose their class comes out as well the the difference in their classes uh, whereas uh, poor Kate. Kate is sent to the green grocers <coughs> yeah, to work,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: uh, yeah. so they go up to Dublin and they. Let's have talk about them getting on the train because like, oh there's this sense of
0: freedom yes. that
1: just jumps off the page. Yeah. Yeah. But we get the sense as readers that their novel just
0: oh, takes yeah. off. Anything goes, you yeah. know. You're you're the what adventures, you know. Are had. and I do think that's the the massive drug of Baba to Kate that you know. Feeding off that excitement, yeah. and, you know, finding the smoking part in the carriage, and just you know, watching the world go by, and yeah. you know, there's there's and so all the much pans. to, yeah. and where they've
1: come from, this small little town oh. in County Clare, stifling, stifling, absolutely, and grey, yeah. and just uh, and, and heading to the bright lights of Dublin City, even though they get there like, and you know, their digs are absolutely horrific. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. don't care. They don't
0: care. <laughs> what well, you don't though? I mean, you know, when you're that age, and no. you know, you don't Why a would crap you a And bit
1: it's and tiny little room, these little twin beds yeah. and those horrible scratchy eider downs yeah. on top. I think on day one, Baba breaks the little bedside table that's between the beds. Yeah. But instead of um, you know, being all abject and, and sorry and oh my God, I'll replace that for you. Yeah. She just says, oh, well, it wasn't very good quality anyway. <laughs> I mean, yeah. if it broke just like that. And it's replaced with basically an orange crate that's turned on its side and covered in a a, wow. a scarf yeah. or something. So Do you know it's, what I mean? pretty,
0: it's pretty. So yeah, so there's that sense now they're in their digs and Anything
1: goes And even on that first night Baba's like Let's go dancing Yes And why not Let's go dancing And you as a reader You want to go dancing With Baba Yeah you want to see Everywhere Because once you're out With Baba Anything can happen Yeah And it'll be Really exciting It might also be Slightly dangerous Yeah
0: (laughs) But that's what you were saying earlier But we've all had that friend You know That one who doesn't want to go home Or you know You know you're going to be dying The next day <laughs> yeah, if you go there, out with her. But there
1: will be adventures To but be had there add. will be adventures Yeah, yeah. And I think yeah. I think uh, Kate does enjoy that No she she's always The kind of The reluctant yeah. party Yeah um, You know It's Baba that arra- and, uh, You know That arranges the dates With these kind of You know uh, They're often middle aged Because yes. she Baba does not Want to go out with um, A young guy no. who, da- who has no means No
0: She must be wined and dined <laughs> You know, and these and that's what they did. Like these guys used to pick them up and bring them to really nice hotels and you'd yes. have your drink and then you'd go in for your dinner. But, but then... But then, and there is, there's this one lovely scene that she writes about where... This, this occurred and then you know they go back to the house and then it's just assumed well I've bought you a <laughs> drink and I've bought you a dinner now
1: here come my trousers I down. got you a steak yeah. dinner yeah. yeah
0: oh yeah the higher the ranks the, the heavier the sex <laughs>
1: <laughs> so Baba's fine she seems fine with this but uh, Kate is, is very fearful mm. is she um, still
0: thinking of Mr. Gentleman I, I wonder
1: I think she's definitely think, thinking about Mr. Gentleman Mr. Gentleman in the meantime okay so he's married he's back in the little small town in yeah. Clare um, I don't even th- I don't know if they're writing to each other I don't think they do very often but he does come and visit her mm. so they have been on one other date I'm putting date you can't see me but I, I'm i making she quote is. marks with my fingers <laughs> um, because basically she is uh, maybe 15 years old Jesus. He drives her to Limerick, and where she's getting her school uniform. Wow. And like, Etna is just so clever—the way you know the scenes that she picks, yes. because she never comes out and says, you know, this was wrong. He was grooming her. No. She's too young. Yeah, he's a predator. Yeah. Uh, and in the but in 1960, we didn't have really language for that no, anyway. We didn't. Um, but so she does cherry picks these little scenes mm. where, um, you know, he he takes her to get her school uniform. Jesus you know, it's. Dear. How sleazy is that! So and then he uh, he uh, feeds her a lunch in one of the hotels. I think they go to Limerick, yeah. um, and uh, he applies her with wine, which she <sighs> describes. She says it's bitter and asks if she can have a lemonade oh, instead. Yeah. So we're never. We, she always impresses upon us how how young and innocent yes. Kate is, and how inappropriate. Yeah. um This man. Not only is he married, so you yeah. know this is a complete yeah. disrespect to his yeah. wife. Um. But also that she's much too young for him, you know, and and he should know better and he should be the adult in this situation. Yeah. And he's taking advantage yeah. of a young girl who's very troubled and who is, um, y- you know, insecure yeah. in, in her home life. Yeah,
0: it's so interesting you say that because he knows exactly what's been going on, because at the very start of the book, she has to go to him and beg for money alone from her dad, you know, so he knows How vulnerable she is And exactly what You know he knows What he can offer her To get what he wants You know and that And like you say It's painted so delicately But you're going Oh you know Oh She's a kid You know You are going like that The whole way through And then there is a scene Where she does strip yeah, him. now that's towards yeah. the end of the book. Yeah. So
1: basically, she's up in Dublin. She's pining away for Mr. Gentleman, who in fairness does seem to her a lot more refined than these middle-aged yeah. uh, blokes that yeah. Baba is picking up for them. Um, and he does come and see her and uh, takes her out. And um, she brings him back to the boarding house. And everyone's in bed asleep. And she, as, uh, you know, she they're in the parlor I think yes. she takes them into the parlor and she's kind of ashamed of these this, this humble place and it yeah. sort of smells like cabbage and yeah. um, but in in the midst of this you know drab kind of a scene um, he does get her to take off her clothes but they don't have sex or anything no. she just you know gets naked in front of him and then in return for that he promises her a trip to Vienna
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean <sighs> The Uh, disappointment of him, you know, for her is just, it's so heartbreaking. And, you know, we can obviously look at it now as this oh
1: God you got out of jail like you know, this bullet get out of jail. dodged and yes. we're so as an adult reader you're so relieved so her. relieved um, but as the narrator of this novel obviously what happens is that he, so he invites her to Vienna uh, where it's clear and Kate has made up her mind that she's going to have sex that's with him that's it yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and she wants to mm. um, but she um, she oh she gets ready yeah. and it, it's, it's so kind of pathetic in a way because like her inner suitcase she's got this battered up little suitcase and she's hardly anything in it yeah. and then Joanna who, is, who runs the boarding house um, lends her um, the nitrous that yeah. Joanna wore the night of her honeymoon, like literally decades before. Yeah. So it's really old-fashioned. It's like this Victorian yeah. lacy thing up to buttoned up to the neck. And um, but you know, Kate takes it. Yeah. and funny,
0: she never. I mean, 1960 again, but you know, you do have that sense of reading. And now, you know, there was no talk of contraception or how you know how this act Yeah, was well, Joanna
1: go. tells her, yeah, "Don't fill your body up with babies." <laughs>
0: good advice like Like, great advice but
1: also how do I go about that well that's what I
0: mean I think that innocence there just even in
1: that saying it's like a lamb to the slaughter like a
0: lamb to the slaughter and God had you know well anyway so
1: she's waiting like her mother dies when she's 14 and it's very highly likely that she never had the talk with her because I don't think that ever happened anyway
0: absolutely not even if she survived
1: no Um, so yeah I'd say she doesn't have really uh, other than what Baba has told her Yeah, you know and that will be distorted in itself because you know Baba's only just you know starting to get yes. a little bit of experience and yeah. um, so it's the blind in the blind here
0: totally so yeah. she's packing
1: up for her weekend in but Vienna she's so
0: excited I she's mean so a excited. to go to Vienna yeah. you know could you imagine B going there with which what was the man of her dreams yeah, that Mr. she thought yeah you know so all that's ready so she gets ready and she's going to meet him somewhere along the keys I yeah. think there's a shop somewhere there along the keys oh it's such a great scene it's such a gorgeous scene it's so
1: cinematic isn't it you know she's yeah. sitting there she's on her little ba- on she's a, sitting on her little battered suitcase yeah. with, you know with the clasps yeah. that and make the, the clicky up. noises yeah. uh, all dolled up yeah. uh, waiting on her lover to whisk her way to Vienna I yeah. oh, it's so romantic yeah. and it's raining it's, raining. it's Dublin yeah. it's dirty yeah. it's dark yeah. she sits there she keeps sitting there oh. Nothing happens. He doesn't show up. No. The woman in the shop sees her and takes pity on her, which I think is a lovely, lovely scene as well. Yeah, it is actually. And she asks uh, her if she wants to come in out of the rain. Yeah. And Kate says, no, she's waiting for someone. But the woman insists. And and so Kate does eventually go and sit inside the shop. And she sits there until the woman is actually closing up for the so night. So hours have passed. Hours. Yeah. And she never loses hope. Obviously, yeah. hope diminishes bit by bit. Yeah. But she always maintains a flicker of hope that yeah. he will come. Yeah. Every car that comes down. She's looking up and you're so there with her. It's such a beautifully rendered scene. Yeah. Um, And and that heart like there's nothing as potent as the heartbreak of a young woman.
0: Oh, stop. Oh, my God, (laughs) it's so heartbreaking. But, you know, like, you know, when the shop doors close and she kind of knows, that's it he's not coming yeah. you know just this, the idea of her picking up that case oh. and
1: heading back to and it's yeah it's not even just that he didn't come she's got to face into going back to Joanna yeah. going back to Baba yeah and having to you know admit yeah. that she wasn't enough but what happens is he actually sends her I mean he's just a cheeky little yeah he sends her a telegram um, that she doesn't get mm. uh, before she leaves to go and meet him and uh, it says basically oh look my wife's had another m- nervous breakdown god damn her <laughs> <laughs> my it's friends. so inconvenient. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's always the woman's fault. Yeah. yeah. If it wasn't for my, you know, dastardly wife yeah. having her, one, of her, one, of her, yeah. one of her nervous breakdowns, um, I would so be with you in Vienna, but I can't. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah. And mm. in the meantime, uh, very kind of abruptly and just, uh, you know, in a way that makes me very surprised, um, Baba gets TB. Yeah. Which was yeah. a thing back then. Mm. Um, so Baba, and we lose that lovely sense of Baba as this, you know, large than life, five yeah. colourful person. She becomes quite ill, she quite does. thin. Yeah. And she's sent off to the sanatorium. I know. And I don't Which think.
0: Which kind of goes quite boring. She's like, oh, I'll right, off. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> It's not off that.
1: she has, And you can't go and visit her or no. anything because, you know, it's so contagious. And uh, so when the novel ends, yes. uh, Kate is on her own mm. and she's in the boarding house. And um, Joanna has taken on a new lodger who doesn't speak English. And uh, Kate spends about a day and a night crying. Then she gets up and uh, she goes and makes herself known to the new border he's a man he's mm. a young man mm. she asks him if he would like some tea and he says no speak English and oh. then she goes and makes him tea so we we just have that you know it's a real you know that's subservience again yeah. you, the woman to the yes. man this is what you do yeah. you get up you pick yourself up you dust yourself off you look for the nearest man that you can do something for And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so here she is and, um, and and then that's how the novel ends and that's how it ends yeah and she says she's going to bed that night and she Goes, I probably won't sleep. Yeah. I'll take two. And then aspers. you as a reader, you turn the page automatically to see what happens yeah. next. But that's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. how she ends the novel. It's
0: a very abrupt ending. You know, it is you just I think you just well, it's a testament to a fantastic piece of writing. You just want more. You know, you, you just want don't want more. it to sort of yeah. stop. It's not there.
1: satisfying. It's you, not. Yeah, you know, it's not a happy ending. Yeah. Um, we're very unsure about the condition that we're leaving Katie and we're worried about her now in fairness to Edna she obviously feels that and so very nicely of her she goes and writes us to that's what we're saying
0: we wonder was that always part of her plan that you know was going to be more or yes
1: because in fairness she had spent the £50 advance so she <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she needed some more money yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah she, she left us I suppose as writers that's the way you always want to leave your yeah. readers wanting more yeah, yeah. And, and, and Ed O'Brien has certainly done that yes absolutely
0: she has certainly done that well like we say if you haven't read or reread The Country Girls do yourself a favour it is the most beautifully written book I yes. can ever recommend. and it was
1: republished again in uh, about two years ago uh, when it was um, Dublin's One City One Book for yes. uh, the Dublin Library UNESCO initiative um, so um, Edna O'Brien if you're listening and I would love mm. it if you are actually yes. uh, first of all call me I love you <laughs> um, call me first I love you more um, <laughs> I'm secondly, the Baba here. <laughs> um, never stop writing and no. and she actually said when she was asked she's she's going to you know continue writing yeah. she says well you know Of course, what else am I going to do? You know, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that.